What's going on, good people? It's your host, the one and only John of the Giant, welcoming you to the Giant Fundamentals podcast, where we bridge the gap between sports, mental health, and life. In today's episode, we're going to look at five key points to handling pressure. And here's the thing. I just want to make this clear before I even move forward. When we see high performers in any field, whether it's a Jeff Bezos in business, whether it is a LeBron James in basketball, whether it is a Tom Brady in football, whatever sport or discipline or arena, whatever it is, all of these performers face pressure. Okay, and I know we live in a society where we just look at the end result and we say, oh, wow, he did it. She did it. He or she is great. But the greatness is not. It is not developed when that high performer reaches their goal, they get the end result that they're looking for. That's not when the greatness is developed. The greatness is first developed within the mind and how this person, this high performer deals with pressure, the relationship that this high performer has with pressure. So all of us in our lives, whether it is at a high or low scale, whatever you want to call it, all of us have to deal with some type of pressure. Parents have to deal with the pressure of raising their children in a chaotic world. Students have to deal with the pressure of going to school and getting good grades so that they can get into the the into higher education to get into good schools. Everyone has to face some sort of pressure. Everyone. And no matter what level you're on. Here are the five key points that you need in order to deal with that pressure. Number one. Being resilient. Being resilient is absolutely 100% important when it comes to dealing and handling pressure. Now, I know a lot of people think that resilience is, oh, you got to push through, you got to fight, you got to, you know, so on and so forth. You got to do all of that, right? You got to be the strong person that nothing phases them. That's resilience. You can go through anything. However, there is a precursor to resilience. And it's it's not necessarily being tough through adversity, but it's experiencing unconditional love in the face of adversity, which builds tough, a tough, strong sense of self. See, this I'm putting the onus on whatever guardians, whatever coach, whatever parent, I don't know, whoever it is over that high performer. I'm putting this on you because we don't realize that, and I know for me as a man, that's something that I had, I'm still working on having kids. We don't realize that the care and the compassion that we give in the face, in the midst of failure and disappointment is the thing that's going to allow our children, our, 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 our students, or our athletes to be resilient. 
I remember hearing Jeff Bezos say one time, they're asking him, like, you know, where did he get the courage and the strength to do all these different things and so on and so forth. And, he, you know, he mentioned his parents. He said that his parents gave him the sense that it doesn't matter what happens out in life. He can fail as much as he wants. He has a home where he will always be accepted. He would always be appreciated. He would always be loved. And when I heard him say this, I was like, whoa, this is why he's able to operate at the high level that he's operating at. This is how he's able to develop the resilience that he has. Because, listen, you don't get to that spot that Jeff Bezos is at without being ultra resilient. But it all started from that seed of unconditional love from his parents. So being resilient. That's number one. Number two. If you want to be able to handle pressure, you got to be able to focus on creation and not failure. You see, a lot of us are so afraid. Me, myself. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not what you call it. I'm not immune to it. So many of us are afraid to fail. We are afraid to get embarrassed. We are afraid to look stupid. And. I get it because really that is scientifically, biologically, neurologically, our brains are trying to protect us from getting hurt. That's our brain's job. So whether it is a physical pain or emotional pain, our brains are trying to help us not to get hurt. But what we don't realize is that when we're going through a pressure situation, whatever we focus on expands. So we can't be thinking about failure. We can't be thinking about failing. We have to transition our minds and keep it there at creation, creating, like creating the life that you want, creating an experience for others that will last a lifetime, creating an experience for generations on end, creating a place where you can inspire other people to do more. So when your mindset is on creation, when it is on creating and not failure, you're able to go through the tough times. You're able to go through the things that are challenging. You're able to go through the embarrassing moments over and over and over again. Why? Because your mind is not fixed on the embarrassment. It's not fixed on the mistakes. It's not fixed on the failure. It's fixed on creating. It's fixed on creation. Leaving something behind that will inspire people for generations on end. So that's number two, focus on creation and not failure. Number three, focusing on showing up to bless others. And of course, that goes in with number two. See, the thing is, a lot of times what ends up happening to a lot of us when we're in these pressure situations, we put all of the emotional eyes on ourselves. We look at ourselves and we say, oh, man, I can't mess up. Oh, man, I can't mess up. Man, I can't drop the ball. Man, I can't do this. Man, man, and you're just going down this snowball of negative thinking, right? And the reason why you're going down the snowball of negative thinking, because you're putting all of the emotional eyes. When I say emotional eyes, I mean, you're putting all of your emotional attention on yourself. But what you need to be able to do is take the emotional attention off yourself and put it on others, Look at how what you will do will change people's lives. 
I've heard so many athletes say, yeah, you know, um, I was sick and, uh, and I, I felt like I couldn't play. But, you know, I just thought about that kid who will be in the stands and who has come to see me. And they probably will see me only this one time in their lives. So I got to I got to play. This is someone taking the attention off themselves. And I've done it before where I felt sick. But I'm like, you know what? I got to do this. I got to do this for these people. I got to do this for them. I got to show up for them. And for some reason, I feel less sick <laughs> when I do that. And it's because you are taking the focus off of you and your focus is on showing up to bless others. So that's number three. Number four, the fourth key point to handling pressure is you got to be self-aware. You have to have self-awareness. And that's knowing what keeps you calm before the big moment and implementing those things into your routine. I see a lot of us, man, we are just living with a limited awareness, limited self-awareness. So many of us are living this way. And we don't realize when you're not aware, when you don't have self-awareness, you literally make life a lot more difficult, especially in the pressured situations. Because when you're facing pressure, you have to be able to put, I guess I can say like, put a cocoon around you, put a cocoon around you to protect you from the outside elements. And that cocoon literally is your routine. What are the things that you do before any type of major performance, before you start your day, before you start a stressful time? What are some things that you can do to calm your spirit? What are some things you can do to calm your mind and the negative thoughts and the negative voices? What are some things you can do? For me, I just got to wake up early in the morning before everybody in my house does. Four or five o'clock in the morning, I'm reading, I'm studying. I'm I'm spending time with myself. I'm spending time with the creator. I'm connecting with life around me because I go on for walks. I'm looking at nature. I'm looking at the trees. You know, that's a benefit of of living in, in Florida. And I'm doing all of this so that way it can help me for the challenges and the pressurized moments that I will have during the day. And I got to eat a good meal and exercising always helps me out to make me feel good about myself. And if I have to go even further, I'm going to, if I feel pressure while I'm doing some work, okay, I'm going to cut on some meditation music to calm me down. I'm going to put on some, some. Um, I want to hear some ocean noises, some thunder noises, some nature noises, and or nature, I want to say sounds and not noises, but you know, put on some sound, some nature sounds and get me locked in in the moment. These are the type of things that you need to be able to do. Right. But if you don't have the awareness, if you don't if you don't know what gets you going, if you don't know what calms you down, if you don't know what motivates you, if you don't know what inspires you, how in the world are you going to be able to implement the things that you need to implement in the pressurized moments? So number four, self-awareness. Number five, self-care. And I know self-care is a big buzzword. Now, I feel like in the last 10 years, since we've been more aware when it comes to mental health, when we've become more aware of uh, the physical health as well, that the physical health is also tied to the things that make us happy, you know, doing the things that really make us happy. And 
we gloss over self-care a lot to the point. And, I, and, and as a therapist, I'm realizing now that, man, a lot of people don't even know what self-care looks like. And <laughs> for them, because self-care for everyone is different. But there are some, you know, there are definitely some similarities. But for a lot of us, they're different things. And I'm realizing like, wow. A lot of people don't know what to do in order to take care of themselves, like truly and authentically. So let me tell you what self-care is about. It's all about what you're putting in your mind, what you're reading, the movies, the shows, the seminars, the documentaries. What are you putting in your mind? These things take care of your mind. See, the thing is, we can get so caught up on you know, the physical things like, oh, I want to get a nice haircut or I want to get my nails done, my hair done. And we I always hear people say, oh, yeah, that's self-care. Yeah, those things make you feel good, but they're not deeply nourishing your soul. You see, the things that you put in your mind are nourishing your soul. The things that you're watching, the things that you're listening to, the people that you're around, these things are nourishing your soul. You see, there's a reason why when athletes travel they and they go to like you know we'll say championship rounds teams allow them to come with their families why because people that you're around nourish you they nourish your soul okay that's very important when it comes to self-care like this is why we go we talk to certain people when we're going through certain things why because we know that person nourishes our soul that's a part of self-care the things that we're watching like i said the things that we're reading you see, so we have to be able to know exactly what self-care is because self-care is the thing that's going to really help us in the pressurized moments. We know we got a big game. We know we got a big test. We know we got we have a big interview. So what are you doing to line up the things in your life to make you feel better about yourself that will take care of yourself in order for you to show up to the best of your ability? Like it, and I'm not saying this like, oh, once you do these things, you will never feel anxious. You will never feel stress or pressure. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is it will put you in a better state of mind. It will put your mind, your spirit, your soul, whatever you want to call it. It'll put you in a better place to handle and tackle that situation from a higher place. So here are the five key points, the five key points to handling pressure. Number one is you got to be resilient. Number two, you got to focus on creation and not failure. Number three, focusing on showing up to blessing others. Number four, got to have self-awareness. And number five, you got to exercise self-care. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if this episode inspired you in any way, please subscribe and share it to as many athletes, coaches, and performers as possible. And this concludes today's episode. But before we go, remember the man that says he can and the man that says he can't are both right. Which one are you? Have a good one, and I'll see you next time.